0: Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Erica Weems, a 37-year-old woman who was found shot to death in her home in Akron, Ohio, on November 2nd, 2020. That day, Erica was supposed to babysit for a friend, but when no one can get in contact with Erica, her sister went to her home to check on her, and that's when she discovered that Erica had been murdered. No one in Erica's family can understand why someone would want to murder her. Everyone who knew Erica loved her. But almost two years later, her murder remains unsolved. Who killed Erica and why? This is Erica's story. In 2020, 37-year-old Erica Weems was living a happy life when someone decided to kill her. Now, almost two years later, her family is asking why. Erica was the kind of person that everybody loved, so the fact that someone murdered her in her home is still unbelievable. I've said this before, but when someone is murdered and no one is held accountable, the family that is left behind is left not only with the pain of their loss, but the pain of never finding out who did it and why. Erica was born on October 3rd, 1983, in Akron, Ohio, where she was raised by her parents, Brenda and Daryl Weems. Erica was the middle child. She had an older sister named Charmaine and a younger brother named Brandon. Her sister Charmaine told Dateline in 2021 that growing up, Erica was like the annoying little sister, but as they got older, they became really close. She said Erica was her best friend. As a child, Erica was outgoing and talented. She played basketball and was a cheerleader. She had the skill and the personality to be great at both. In elementary school, she attended St. Vincent Grade School in Akron and then went to John Bushtail High School where she graduated in 2002. According to her family, Erica had a love for working with children, and she had spent much of her teenage years working with children, so it was no surprise that when she went to college, her plan was to major in early childhood education. In the fall of 2002, Erica attended The Ohio State University. There, she majored in human development and family services. She graduated in 2006 and then went on to pursue her master's degree in teaching from Kent State. Sadly, the same year that she graduated, the Weems family lost their matriarch when Brenda died. Brenda was a staple in the Akron community and was loved by many for her kind, giving nature. Brenda had been a nurse and had spent her time helping young people in Akron. In 2005, before her death, she was awarded an Extraordinary Woman Award in Akron by the Akron Beacon Journal. In a 2006 interview, the paper quotes Erica, who said that her mom helped raise about 10 kids and was always welcoming others with open arms. She said, quote, mom was easy to talk to about anything and was very generous. She was an amazing woman. Considering the kind of woman that Brenda was, it's no wonder where Erica got her passion for helping others from. Like her mom Erica dedicated her life to helping and uplifting other people in her community. And despite losing her mom, Erica continued school and she completed her master's in 2007. After graduation, Erica settled in Columbus, Ohio. And in 2012, she achieved her dream of opening up her own daycare. She named it Recess Child Development Center. And according to her family, Erica helped many families in Columbus during her years there. It was very important to her to make sure that the children at her daycare were well taught. She wanted her daycare to be a safe space where children were both educated and cared for. Back home in Akron, she started a nonprofit called Young Black Professionals Coalition. The organization was composed of young black professionals in Akron who were dedicated to helping mentor high school and college students. They hosted workshops and seminars dedicated to young Black people in the community. Their website said that, quote, "...the focus of YBPC is to encourage the ongoing education of African Americans, be a positive, active, and effective citizen within the community, enhance the personal and professional development of its members, and provide a place for young professionals to network with ambitious Black professionals." One of the organization's many initiatives was Hashtag Lunchbag Akron, which fed hundreds of local children several times a year. It's obvious that Erica's impact in both Columbus and Akron were major. The people who knew Erica the best were not surprised by the path her life had taken. She has always been someone who wanted to help people, and so she was doing exactly what she loved. In her personal life, Erica loved to travel and spend time with her family. According to her family, at some point, she had met a man and the two had gotten engaged, but Erica had broken off the engagement. Erica never had any children of her own, and several news outlets reported that Erica was unable to have children. However, she was a mother figure to so many of the children that she helped. Her life was filled with children that loved her and that she loved right back. Throughout the years, Erica continued running her daycare in Columbus and volunteering and growing her nonprofit. The people close to Erica said that she was a really happy person. She was very much enjoying her life. After living in Columbus for a few years, Erica moved back to Akron to be closer to her family. She purchased a home and was planning to open a second daycare in Akron. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, businesses like Erica's daycare were hit hardest. Lockdowns and stay-at-home orders forced Erica to eventually close her daycare in Columbus. But according to Erica's family in their interview with Dateline, Erica wasn't upset about having to close her daycare. They said that she was actually happy and looking forward to this next chapter of her life. She still had plans to open another daycare in Akron, and so she had been looking for a building that she could purchase. In the meantime, Erica provided child care out of her home. In that same interview with Dateline, a close friend of Erica's said that Erica was probably the happiest that she had ever seen her be. Everything was falling into place. Erica had paid off her credit card debt, she was almost finished paying off her home that she had purchased, and she had found the building where she would open up her new daycare. Erica's 37th birthday was October 23rd, 2020, which according to her Instagram page, she spent in a snowy Denver, Colorado. And Erica did look happy. She seemed to have enjoyed her birthday trip to Colorado, but everything was about to change. On Saturday, October 31st, 2020, Halloween, Erica's father, Daryl, said that Erica came over to his house. He told Dateline that they spent time together watching the Ohio State versus Penn State basketball game. After visiting for a while, Daryl said that Erica received a phone call from someone. He said that she told him that she was leaving to go meet a friend, but... She didn't say who she was meeting, and she never mentioned whether the friend was male or female. Daryl said that Erica left his house around 9 p.m. He said he told her to call him when she got in. But Erica never called. Now, the next day, he said that he tried to call her several times, but his calls went unanswered. Sunday came and went, and no one had spoken to Erica. This behavior was unlike Erica because she always kept in contact with her family. It was just very weird for no one to have spoken to her. And their calls to her phone began going straight to voicemail. And their text messages went unanswered also. And so that's when they really began to worry. By Monday, November 2nd, no one had spoken to Erica in almost two days. Now, that day, she was supposed to babysit for a friend. But, like Erica's family, the friend's calls to Erica's phone had gone unanswered. When Erica, who was always dependable, didn't show up to babysit and didn't answer the phone, that's when her friend called her sister Charmaine to let her know what was going on. When Charmaine received the call from Erica's friend, she was immediately concerned because this was not like Erica to just not answer the phone. After speaking to Erica's friend, Erica's sister decided that she needed to go over to her house to check on her herself. And Erica's sister's husband went with her. Now, when they arrived at the house, it was around 3 p.m., and things appeared normal from the outside. But when they went around to the back, they discovered that the back door was open. Now, they made their way inside and went upstairs. And inside a bedroom, they made a shocking discovery. Sitting on her bed, slumped over with a cup in one hand, and her phone in the other, was Erica. Erica had been murdered, shot three times in the head. When her sister found her, she had no idea what had happened to Erica, but... She knew for sure that she was dead and had been so for a while. Charmaine called 911 and waited for the police to arrive. But when the police got there, they confirmed what Charmaine already knew. Erica, her little sister, was dead. Discovering her sister's body was devastating for Charmaine. She and Erica had been inseparable. It was, I'm sure, the last thing in the world that she thought that she would find. But not only was Erica dead, someone had come into her home and murdered her while she sat on her bed. But who killed Erica and why was a question that her family is still struggling to find answers to. As someone who shops for the groceries for my home, I know that finding all your grocery items in one place at an affordable price is almost impossible now, but with Thrive Market, I get everything I need and so much more. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. Thrive Market carefully vets each and every item so you can trust that if they sell it, it's probably the highest quality available. Finding everything you need is easy on Thrive Market because you can filter by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. Shop by what you eat and what matters most to you. With over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products, finding what you need is easy with Thrive Market. So if you're looking for plant-based, Potato, gluten-free, zero-waste, BIPOC-owned brands, Thrive Market has you covered. I love Thrive Market because it gives me such a wide selection of healthy choices for me and my family. When you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million-plus members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon-neutral shipping, you're also bettering our planet. Join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash girlgone to get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com slash girlgone. thrivemarket.com slash girlgone. On November 2nd, 2020, 37 year old Erica Weems was found shot to death inside of her home in Akron, Ohio. It had been over a day since anyone had seen or spoken to Erica. That day, she was supposed to babysit for a family friend, but when she didn't show up or call, Her friend called her sister Charmaine, who went over to Erica's house and found her sister dead. When investigators arrived to process the scene after Charmaine called 911, they didn't find any sign of a struggle. Erica was wrapped in a towel, and investigators believed that she was either getting ready to shower or had just gotten out of the shower. There were no obvious signs of a break in either. However, According to reporting done by WKYC-3, it says that her purse was missing, but that several other valuables were left behind. No weapon was recovered, which is not that surprising, but what is surprising is that there were no shell casings found at the scene. As news spread to the rest of Erica's family that she was dead and had in fact been murdered, her family and close friends were left reeling. Erica was the last person in the world who they could have imagined being murdered. Because, like I said, everybody loved Erica. And she didn't have any problems with anybody. The day after her murder, her heartbroken family spoke to ABC News 5 in Cleveland. They just stripped our whole world in the blink of an eye. Like, she was just so special. Please. Like, I never even would have thought I would have ever been in this position. Just please tell somebody something. Within the day of her murder, Erica's story was featured on several local news outlets around Akron. But it was on November 4th when LeBron James tweeted about Erica's murder that it caught national attention. You may be wondering why LeBron James, the NBA star, would be tweeting about Erica's murder. I mean, beyond the sheer senselessness of her murder in his hometown of Akron, LeBron not only knew Erica, he knows her entire family. In his tweet, he wrote, Akron, Ohio. My brother's sister was murdered this past weekend in her home. My brother's family needs answers to why and by whom. My city, I need y'all to go to work and find out who did this awful, shameful, disgusting thing to such a caring, loving angel. Hashtag justice for Erica Weems. I mentioned earlier that Erica told the Akron Beacon Journal that her mom had helped raise about 10 children. Well, one of those children was LeBron. He said that Brenda was like a second mom to him. LeBron had known the Weems since he was eight years old. Brandon, Erica's younger brother, played football with LeBron when they were kids, and eventually they both attended the same high school where Brandon played basketball alongside LeBron. Over the years, LeBron had spent a lot of time with the Weems. And at the time of the murder, Brandon was working for the Cleveland Cavaliers as the scouting director. The weems were very important to LeBron, and Erica's senseless murder affected him deeply because Erica was like a sister to him. With a national spotlight on Erica's murder, her family hoped that it would lead to information about who killed Erica. Five days after LeBron tweeted about Erica's murder, the Cleveland Cavaliers announced that they were offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. On November 9th, they released a statement that said, The entire Cavaliers organization was terribly saddened to learn about the recent tragic death of Brandon Weems' sister, Erica. Our hearts are heavy and filled with pain over this senseless act. We expressed our deepest condolences to Brandon, the entire Weems family, their loved ones, and the Akron community. We will be with Brandon throughout this extremely difficult time and will offer our assistance and resources to help find justice for Erica. On November 12th, 2020, Erica was laid to rest. LeBron James gave the eulogy, and in it he said, quote, Everyone understands the angel we lost here on earth, but know that she is in a better place. He went on to say that we will find justice and we will get justice, I promise you that. Everyone who loved Erica wanted just that, justice. They wanted whoever had taken Erica from them caught and put in prison. But even with the attention from LeBron, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the national media at the time, investigators were having a hard time finding any information about who killed Erica. The autopsy had revealed that even though Erica was shot three times in the head, it was the shot to her temple at an intermediate range that killed Erica, according to the autopsy report that was obtained by WKYC3. The report also stated that the other wounds Erica sustained were superficial. They recovered fragments from four bullets. But details about the police investigation are pretty much non-existent. And so, we don't know what investigators have found. They have said that there are things about this case that they are keeping tight-lipped because it's information that only the killer would know. But the biggest question investigators have had is, did Erica know her killer? There appeared to be no signs of a struggle and no forced entry, and Erica was in her towel when she was murdered. Now, the neighborhood where she lived in Akron was known to be a high-crime area, and so it's questionable whether or not she would have left her back door open while she went to go and take a shower. But when someone is murdered, investigators usually start with an intimate partner, if there is one. And although there is very little information about Erica's personal life, it is reported that Erica was dating someone when she was murdered. Now, no information exists about him publicly, but according to reports, police did question him as well as Erica's former fiance. Investigators said both men have been cooperative and were not being considered suspects. Investigators explored the theory that Erica's murder could have been random. Perhaps she did leave the door unlocked and someone came into her home and killed her. I mean, maybe the fact that she was in a towel with a cup and a phone in her hands meant that the killer had caught her off guard. But after her murder, Erica's sister learned about a strange text that Erica had sent to a friend in the days before her murder. Now, in that message, Erica said, I opened the door for a stranger in my towel because I thought it was you, L-O-L. Charmaine told Dateline that when she learned about the text, she thought it was very strange. She also wondered why her sister had never told her about it. Nonetheless, it seemed like a very scary coincidence. It's not known what Erica said to the stranger who knocked on her door, or if she ever told anyone, if they said why they were at her house. I mean, could the stranger have come back? Did they decide that after seeing Erica the first time that... They wanted to kill her, and if so, why? Investigators didn't seem to be able to figure out a motive for the murder, and the lack of progress in Erica's case frustrated her family. Six months after Erica's murder, her family sat down for that interview with Dateline. Now, Charmaine told Dateline in that interview that investigators had not been communicating with the family, She said that she felt like she had been forced to play detective in her own sister's murder. Charmaine told Dateline, quote, she's not going to get thrown under the bus. I know it's a lot of murders in Akron, but she didn't deserve that. The Akron police also sent a statement to Dateline. And their statement read, quote, the Weems investigation is still ongoing and active. Investigators are working diligently to identify the suspect or suspects involved. Detectives have and will continue to follow up on all credible leads. Every investigation has its own challenges, some unique to the particular investigation. Although the incident occurred months ago, we are committed to solving the case. For Erica's family, however, the police statement meant very little because they wanted Erica's killer brought to justice. As the months rolled by, their unanswered questions haunted them. The reward for information was increased to $15,000 when Crime Stoppers added $5,000 to the $10,000 given by the Cavaliers. However, in the months since Erica's murder, the reward had not compelled anyone to come forward with any information. Several months after Erica's murder, her father, Daryl, died. The loss of his daughter had been very hard on Daryl, and his daughter, Charmaine, believes that he died of a broken heart. As the months continued to go by, investigators said that although Erica's case remained open, they had no evidence to lead them to a suspect. And now, it's been almost two years since Erica was shot to death inside her home, and her family still has no idea who killed her or why. Sadly, there has been almost no new information about Erica's case in the past year, and her story has faded from the headlines, but her family will not give up trying to find out who killed Erica. Erica Weems had dedicated her life to educating children and helping her community. She was successful and loved by everyone who knew her. And yet, someone decided that they would kill her and take her away, not only from her family and friends, but from the community that she loved. Erica did not deserve to be brutally murdered the way she was. And her family deserves to know why. And the person responsible for her murder needs to be brought to justice. Charmaine, Erica's sister, said that she does not want her sister's case to be swept under the rug. Erica's family wants you to know that her killer is still free, living their life while they are left to deal with the shattered pieces that they left behind. Someone out there has information about Erica's murder. And as the two-year mark approaches, it's time for you to say something and bring this family some peace. According to Akron Police, Erica's case remains open, and investigators are asking for any information that would lead to an arrest. If you know anything that could help in this investigation, please contact the Akron, Ohio Police Department. May Erica Weems rest in peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook.